All right, welcome to the Supply Media Podcast. All right, we're going to be reviewing uh, Contagion today. Now, I think it's pretty obvious why I would have uh, watched this movie at the moment, because there's nothing healthier than freaking yourself out when you're at home by yourself. Now, this movie's 2011, so it has a bit more relevance than the uh, Outbreak movie way back when. Um, so that's why I thought I'd give it a watch over that one. Plus, it's been in the top 20 uh, on Australian iTunes weeks and weeks now. Can't imagine why. Now, this movie's got a massive cast. It's got Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Kate Winslet, and an annoying teenage moody girl who's in love with a boyfriend, and the virus just won't let them be together. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go through uh, a spoiler-free sort of review of it, and then I'm going to get into spoilers. Now, this movie's 2011, like I said, so I imagine most people have seen it, so the spoiler-free portion uh, is not going to be very long. But right off the bat, they use the actual words that we're currently getting now as recommendations. So they literally say, social distancing, make sure you wash your hands all the time. Now they say about two feet apart, I think, but I could be wrong with that. Now, it's a little thing, but I really like that they use the location headers uh, with the populations of those cities. So it sort of made, made it hit home a bit harder, uh, how serious the situation was sort of in each city by the amount of people. Another thing that's really good about this movie is it actually tells the story over a few months. So it's not this sort of quick shot, oh, Gwyneth is sick, oh, Gwyneth gets better, oh, everyone was scared for nothing. Now, Kate Winslet chucks out this uh, statistic, which I'm not sure if it's true, but it, it really could be, because most of the other stuff in this movie uh, is fairly accurate. She says that average person touches their face 2,000 to 3,000 times a day, which equates to three to five times every waking minute. Now, I'm not sure if I quite believe that. I mean, I might touch my face that much, but I can't imagine I touch my face uh, every minute three to five times. It seems quite extreme, but anyway, maybe it is true. Now, this is also very good at showing the sort of each side of the arguments. So you got Kate Winslet, who was, you know, being very logical, just going through the facts, telling you how it is. And then you had the sort of person who's a bit more emotional and is trying to think a bit more practically. So like Kate Winslet says, uh, we should be shutting down schools. And then the other woman goes on and like, well, who looks after them and stuff like that. So I thought that was very interesting, especially because you've been hearing a lot of those arguments a lot lately uh, between either the mainstream media or just people you know. This movie's got some witty dialogue. Now, it's some of the witticisms, they, they don't quite land, um, and it can be a bit cringy, but overall, I think the dialogue was actually quite good, and it sort of provided a bit of levity in obviously quite a serious and uh, dark movie. The only problem I had with the dialogue was Jude Law's. Now, it was pretty funny at the beginning, they say Jude Law is a blogger, uh, which is basically just graffiti with dialogue. Now, obviously, blogging is not as big as it used to be back in 2011. Now, it's more... Uh, YouTube and podcasting and stuff like that. But I think his character is quite relevant. However, I'll get into a bit later why I think his character was a bit extreme and a bit stupid. Um, but getting into spoilers, uh, the opening scene, frankly, is pretty awful. So it starts out with this blacked out screen of Gwyneth Paltrow coughing, and you're like, ooh, she's sick. And there's like this artistic foreshadowing of what's about to happen in the movie. So I thought that was pretty on the nose. And then this guy calls Gwyneth Paltrow and he's like, John Neal here, you just had sex with me without saying goodbye. And you're like, what a, what a random way to start a movie. And this is basically just so you can figure out later that Gwyneth is cheating on Matt Damon, um, which I think was a, just a, such a relevant part of the movie, but whatever, whatever gives their characters more character, I suppose. It basically has this montage of all the people who are sick uh, with this one guy basically just looking like he hasn't showered for six months. Um, and then he gets hit by a truck, and that was weird. And then obviously the montage of them all dying, and then when they start actually dying, it starts to hit home a bit stronger. 
So what really took me by surprise is how early on Gwyneth Paltrow dies in this movie. So I thought that was really quite shocking because I was like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's going to be like the main staple of this movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, she goes home, she sees Matt Damon, you figure out that she's cheating on Matt Damon. And then she, all of a sudden she's just in the kitchen, she has like this seizure and dies. So that was pretty crazy and I thought that was a really good way to start the movie because so when you normally got sort of big star actors in movies, you're like, well, they're not going to die because they're not going to pay you know, all this money for someone who's going to be in the movie five minutes. But because this movie has so many big actors and you had Gwyneth die so early, it was quite good because it made you feel like literally anybody could die. And that really is what happens because uh, Kate Winslet uh, dies as well. And it was a fantastic scene uh, when she first realizes that she's sick. And then when it cuts to her in a body bag, that was real dark. Um, so with Gwyneth Paltrow dying, her then kid dies shortly after because she's given the kid the sickness. And again, you're like, oh gosh, and it starts getting really, really intense very quickly. And then there's this scene with uh, Marion Cotillard, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce her name, um, the chick from Dark Knight Rises. So she gets sick, so she gets taken because of the desperation of people. So she's sort of this hostage that they're going to make to give the this local village where a lot of people have been dying uh, the cure. So I thought that was quite interesting. And But then you find out at the end that they swapped her for a placebo because obviously the kidnapping and ransom for being the front of the queue for the uh, vaccine has actually been happening all over the world. And then it's really sort of sweet, I guess you could say, is that her character then starts rushing back to this village because they all think that they're healthy and they could easily just get sick and start dying after being really cautious for all this time. It's really good as well because Lawrence Fishburne's character, you know, he's like the head honcho of this entire movie. Uh, for the World Health Organization, and he even he breaks the protocol, and he's going to be investigated by the end of the movie because of the protocol he's breaking, and then he gets the janitor's son, he helps him out giving him his vaccine. So I thought Lawrence Fishburne's character was one of the real standouts of this movie. But overall, I think the standout was Matt Damon. He has a fantastic scene when they tell him that uh, Gwyneth died. The acting in that was brilliant when he was doing the denial, and then it sort of swapped into anger. That was really good from him. I mean, we all know Matt Damon's a good actor, but I thought that scene was very, very, very impressive. Now, going back to Jude Law, Jude Law's entire arc is stupid. It's like some attempt at this, like, deep message about people on the internet disseminating misinformation, and you're supposed to, like, trust the mainstream media. Now, obviously, trust the mainstream media, but also there's a lot of downside to the mainstream media because they're designed to, you know, sort of keep your attention. Jude Law's character really isn't a good example of people on the internet. Now, obviously, there are stupid people on the internet. Do not get me wrong for a second. However, it's sort of saying that all people like him on the internet uh, like that. And I mean, that's just not true. And Jude Law's character really, at the end of the day, just a genuine idiot. So I thought his whole storyline was a bit stupid, although I, I did see some you know, obviously good points about it. Now, he Jude Law's character is saying that this Forsythia stuff uh, is helping him. Now, obviously, we find out that's a lie, but it was interesting because what the movie thinks that people are going to freak out about was this Forsythia stuff. Now, obviously, people have been trying to get medicine and stuff, but actually, well, what you see with the sickness at the moment is that it's actually not just medicine. People are desperate for everything, like you obviously see with the toilet paper. Now, this uh, virus in the movie is quite a bit different to what's going on at the moment, though, because they state in the movie that it's got a 25 to 30% mortality rate, which is just ridiculous. So I think at the, by the end of the movie, it kills like 250 million people or something, and like a billion people got it or something like that. So this virus is just way more intense than the one where we're going through at the moment. What I really thought towards the end of the movie was interesting was how they decided who got the vaccine first. 
And what they did was basically a lottery on people's birthdays. And you basically were just ranked from one down to 365 on when you got it. So I thought that was a really good sort of solution to the problem. And then the movie finishes off showing how the virus sort of jumped the species barrier and then finishes with the day one, because obviously we've been jumping through the days over month for the whole movie. So I thought that was a really fantastic way to end the movie. Now, overall, this movie's got some problems. This movie isn't high art. It shouldn't have won any Oscars. It didn't win any Oscars. It's a good sort of ensemble piece. It was a fun watch. It was also very, well, not entertaining watch, because, well, fun wasn't really a good way to describe it either. It was very watchable. Not fun, because it's not fun, but it's very watchable. So it was definitely, I definitely enjoyed myself watching it. I didn't feel like I wasted time, is what I'm trying to say. So overall, I'd give this movie a 72 out of 100. Uh, let me know what you thought about this movie in the comments below. And if you've not seen this movie before until obviously uh, everything hit the fan lately in the world, uh, please subscribe to the Supply Media Podcast if you'd like more content like this. Like the video if you liked it. Dislike it if you didn't like it. Thanks for watching. Stay safe.